Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19. All new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. This is a HeadGum Podcast. I have to say what I feel. Miami has so much appeal. A great place to get a seafood meal. Miami. Miami, Miami. You've got style. Picture at Los Angeles 2015. Welcome to Out on the Lanai, the only Golden Girls podcast you will ever need to listen to. I'm H. Allen Scott. And I'm Carrie Doherty. And this is the podcast where we usually have someone over to watch an episode of the Golden Girls and then we talk about it. But... But today, (laughs) we didn't want to subject anyone to the... um, What is... Objectively, not subjectively, objectively the worst, the worst episode of the Golden Girls. The absolute 100, not just the Golden Girls, of any 80s, well, I, that's probably a stretch, but it was very bad. It was terrible. Very, and very bad. I feel like we, we've mentioned it in the past as an episode that we're not looking forward to. Uh, I can't tell you how <laughs> upset I am about how bad that episode was. Like, even just watching it now. It was... It was the least pleasurable experience I've ever had. I don't think I've ever, like, I've never seen that ending before because I never finished watching this episode. It did have an interesting interesting ending. I can't. Um, it was the worst. We, of course, watched Empty Nests, which was episode, the final episode of season two. It episode, was their big season fucking it was their finale. Big season finale. It aired, it was episode 26. It aired May 16th, 1987. Uh, we'll give some context to. I guess what they were trying to do Reagan here. was president. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what, what was going on in 1987? Iran-Contra. I was five. <laughs> so there were a lot of... There were a lot of Barbies being lined up in My Little Ponies. Um, Me too. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So the goal... So this episode was written by Susan Harris. Yes. And... Empty, as a spinoff. As a spinoff. Yes. Emptiness was meant to be a spinoff of The Golden Girls... But can we actually let's just Susan Harris, you're not listening. But if you are listening and if she was listening, Carrie and I both want to say we love you, but this was painful. It was um spin-offs as you know Susan Harris <laughs> oh, are are intended to take a character from an existing an show. existing show and then give them a new world. Exactly. Just like they did with the Golden Palace. Yes. yes. Just like they did with Joey, with Friends, just like they did with the Jeffersons from All in the Family. Rhoda. You, yeah, you introduce these characters within a Phyllis. show. People get excited about yeah. them. And then when you give them their own show, there's that sense of familiarity. But what they did here... Susan. Susan. <laughs> Ms. Harris. Uh, Your Honor. Milady. <laughs> dame. I feel like like she's Dame Susan We're Harris We're curtsying us, right now. Right? Yes. Um... Damn but what they did that made no sense is that they they started the episode with the Golden Girls. Yeah, the, the four girls. The just four, the four girls, girls. And you're like, oh, cool. This is going to be an episode about the girls. And then this woman comes in. Rita Moreno. Outside character, Renee, comes over. No explanation of who the hell she is. Nope, or how they know. that We just assume she's a friend of theirs. She's very thin. She's a, ver- she's a little bit younger than them. And then... 
we're introduced to her problems mm-hmm. with her marriage, and then in the next act, we're at their house. Yeah, we and just we're completely with them. shift. Yeah. We shift. And the girls make sort of forced appearances at the house to sort of keep them in the episode in ways that seem, again, very, very forced. Yeah. But but because we weren't introduced to these characters at all, it we we have no stake in mm-hmm. In, in their relationship or their lives Well, and at half all. the characters aren't even explained who the hell they are. And they try to introduce a lot of characters in one characters. episode. Like, yeah. And that's the other thing is, like, this the, the Golden Girls has a lot of jokes, and this show, like, the, the relationship... The premise is good. The premise of the is show is about the emptiness syndrome. So, like, when children leave the house and it's just the two parents left, oftentimes... Marriages tend to... I mean, that's when you see divorces. That's when you see sort of... Because marriages tend to grow apart because without the children to anchor that, that relationship, mm-hmm. it's hard to find sort of that common ground. And that... And Susan, that's a great premise for a show. It's a great... And it worked when it, they did it well, correctly. Well, no, it didn't. It didn't. Because then the... the Because that premise was not the premise of Empty Nest. Oh, that's oh, he that's wasn't right. married. He was a he widower. Was a widower. So like, there You're was right. no. I mean, yeah, the You're girls right. were like moving out and stuff, but like, it was a very thinly veiled empty nest and I guess syndrome. It wasn't even an empty nest though, because his daughters were around all the time. I think one of them lived there. Yeah. So, so basically, so what happened was they. They they wanted to make this. We we will get into the episode, but they we don't um, we don't need to. Well, we will. We'll, we'll, we'll get through. We'll get through parts of it. There, I did have some comments, but um, but I, I think what happened was you know they they made this episode. It the episode itself did not test well amongst mm-hmm. audiences because again, why do we give a flying fuck about the hell are any these of these people? Why is Who Isaac Newton they? from a previous episode on this episode? And also, like, don't fool us. If you're gonna do a spinoff show. Make the first episode of the spinoff show that new show. Make it Empty Nest. Because I feel like what probably happened was a lot of people were getting upset that, you know, maybe they didn't know this was meant to be a spinoff. They're just like, why am I not watching The Girls? I tuned into The Golden Girls. I bet the advertising. You think so? I'm sure they probably pretty up there. But what also really confused me was, I mean, this is Rita Moreno. Rita Moreno is the first Hispanic woman to win an Academy Award. She's like, you know, she's a big deal. West Side Story. West Side Story, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, you know, Broadway actress, like, she was, a, she is a, she, even today, she's a huge deal. She's a huge celebrity. Yeah, she's born um, in 1931, still kicking. She's still kicking. Mm-hmm. She was on Oz. She's doing lots of stuff. Yeah. But, like, you take an actress like that, and I guess she's the vehicle, I guess it's a vehicle for her, I suppose, because I don't think anyone else on the show was really that well known. Mm-hmm. But, like, there's no mention at all of her ethnicity. No, that's true. Zero mention. That's and yet, true. And the entire family is white. Everyone around her is white. And yeah. she's this sort of vaguely brown person that is never mentioned. Mm-hmm. Is she just supposed to be Miami tan? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. They never say anything. Really bothered me. So, but what ended up happening was, um, so this is how the second season of the show ended. They realized no, it, it, it was not favorable amongst the Golden Girls audience. So they retooled the show. They mm-hmm. basically took... Another season, uh, you know, where we went through the Golden Girls again, and what they did this time was they premiered, they came up with this brand new show, Empty Nest, 
they premiered it. They did not reintroduce the characters on the Golden Girls. They premiered it, and I think it premiered in uh, November of 88. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. It premiered in October of 88. And then Harry Weston, who was the character, the, the lead guy um, yeah. on Empty Nest, the, 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 new, the new one, uh, he made his first appearance on the Golden Girls Richard as Doctor. Yes, Richard Which Mulligan. Which is a Susan Harris sort of character, actor from Soap so, Days. And... Um, so he made his first appearance in the local Yokel uh, Golden Girls episode, which aired about a month later. Yeah. So they started Empty Nest, and then then and that show was immediately popular. And then then they started introducing him yeah. and the daughters into you know into the Golden Girls, and and he ended up being I think in three episodes. Yeah. And Sophia um, was in. Sophia became a recurring character on Empty Nest towards the end of the past few seasons. Oh, yeah. I don't remember that. Um, but that's sort of the history of, of this spinoff. Um, so let's get into, uh, also like, it, it, it was also very risky, I think, for them to do this on the Golden Girls, because this could have been, I, I realize that the show is incredibly popular, but this could have been like their Jump the Shark episode, which that comes from, you guys might know what Jump the Shark means, but there was an episode of Happy Days where Fonzie is on like a lake and he's um, water skiing. He's water skiing with the holding onto the things and he literally jumps over a shark and they consider that to be the moment where Happy Days started to go downhill and really they just like, it just really started to suck. So now that's yeah. called like a jump the shark moment where this could have been the Golden Girls jump the shark moment where they might not have been able to recover from like such a bad decision. But yeah. obviously it was... It would be interesting to read you know? like TV guide reviews. Oh, I would of, love to. Yeah. I wonder I if to. anyone can dig that up for us. Yeah. Send us our way. Um, but the episode, it starts at, with like a regular, sort of a regular episode where the dishwasher's broken, you uh. know... Uh, and they all talk about how they used to have to, you know, there was a time when we used to have to wash our dishes with our hands. And I love washing dishes. I do, too. It's very calming. I I clean. The first thing I do when I wake up in the morning is clean my apartment. Oh, really? Yeah. I do it one day a week. I take a day. This morning, I took a day. Just sort of go through, do everything. Well, I'll do, but I mean, I'll wake up. I'll do any dishes I need to oh, do. yeah, yeah. If, the, if my roommate's cat has fur on mm-hmm. the couch, I'll vacuum it. But I have to get... I'm crazy. I um, love vacuuming. Yeah. Well, you have a nice vacuum. Yeah. Um, no. So, so anyway, <laughs> there, there's a whole thing. The dishwasher's broken. Rose's uncle, Gustav, got into an accident. He used to wash the dry the dishes with his feet. Fine. Yada, yada. Renee comes over. Skinny Renee. And skinny Renee comes over. And you're right. It's like... She's she, like, girls, it's either shopping or bre- yeah, breakfast. Yeah, shopping. Yeah, we're, we're either going shopping or we're eating. Now, uh, we're going to go do something. We don't know this yet, but... Okay, so we know it's the morning for the girls, sort of. We actually know. We don't know this morning. We don't but know what time Blanche it is. is in her nightgown, so yeah. we, assume we assume it's, it's probably morning. in the morning at some point. But the next scene, after Renee leaves, when we get to Renee's house, mm-hmm. we realize she's getting back to her house for morning coffee. So that means it must be like... 7.30, 8am maybe? Yeah. It's ridiculously early. Everybody is so dressed and it feels like they've had an entire day to get ready. Yeah, yeah. The time, yeah, the, the time here... It really bothered it really, me. It was kind of all over the place, but, um, you know, she's like, we're either going shopping or eating. I, I don't know. We're, you know, she's trying to distract herself and Dorothy, and this is, again, there's so much exposition at the top of this episode. Dorothy's like, 
You didn't talk to him, did you? We don't know who he is. We don't know who he is, but we can assume. She's like, oh, you know what? I couldn't. He's been working all week, and, you know, Jenny just left for college, and I'm so unhappy, and we assume she's talking about What am I going to do? Tell my husband, who's called St. George down at the hospital, that I need more time with him and to not save lives? I'm like, I don't think they would call him St. George. I think they would just be like, you're a doctor. You're you're a good doctor. Yeah. I mean, mean? he's probably really popular. He's probably like... Of Grey's Anatomy, he's probably like a like a respected McSteamy. Also, I have, to, I have to say, there were like there were a few moments in this episode where Rose said something that really like it sort of warranted a bigger conversation, but we just never went into it. Like the first thing that she said is so Rose tells and they say the word empty in this episode like nine times, but Rose tells Renee, it's the empty nest syndrome. You know, when your kids graduate, blah, 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 and that whole thing. And she goes, you know, when my kids left the house, I was feeling it. And I was going to tell Charlie, but then he died. And then they just go on talking. Rose does have a really funny moment in this bit where Uh, um, she says that Renee's husband, George, is it George? Yeah, it's George. I don't care what his name is. Why would they name him after Blanche's husband? It's confusing. Yeah, it makes no sense. Susan. So Renee's Renee's husband uh, is the only person that has ever seen every another man that's ever seen Rose naked, and um, and then she says, well, except for Charlie, of course. And then there's a beat, and then Blanche says, get out of here, and then then she goes, oh, and the vet. And she goes through this like this explanation of why she had no reason to take off her clothes at the vet. No, the it was vet, the chicken. Yeah, her pet hen Henrietta yeah. was sick, and so he saw them at the same time, and she had an earache. Yeah, and that's it. That was the other thing they just and like. So, but no, that was uh, that would actually actually I feel like that warranted less ex- explanation because it is just funny. Um, but she. She was like, Dorothy says something, and like, and so you had to take your clothes off? And she was like, you know, I thought that was weird, too. And it just, it was, it's... But, okay, Rose was essentially, like... She was molested. She was molested. Yeah. And... Which is, again, we learned she was molested again by a dentist. By the dentist who touched her breast. Oh, Rose. So, yeah, again, glossed over. Rose Mm -hmm. was sexually assaulted by a veterinarian... (laughs) Do we know how long it's Taking been? Taking care like, of her cock. T- I mean, <laughs> it's... But again, I mean, that's literally two giant things that warrant a bigger conversation that happened to Rose within... Gotta get back to Skinny Renee. Oh, gosh. Um, there's also a moment that I love where Blanche is talking about her experiences with Empty Nest, and it's actually, it wasn't that the kids were leaving that upset her, it's that her children growing up were reminders that she was aging, so she describes her children as noisy little calendars. <laughs> That's good, yeah. Which I thought was really funny, a funny yeah. way to, like, just reduce your children to noisy little calendars. Um, so... The rest of the conversation uh, goes on, and... I want them to work less. I'm lonely. This, I don't... I'm actually just bored talking about this, it's, even. yeah. It's annoying. I don't yeah. even... Can we just talk about, like, so, well, Melrose Place? So let's get to the house. So now... <laughs> so we're in the next scene. We're at the Empty Nest house, which is the actual... It, it's the same set that they use. It's very similar to the set they use at Empty. The I mean, it's, the, the layout is very The similar. living room, yes. Yeah. They changed the kitchen and stuff. It is very pink. Very, very pink. Yes. There's so much pink. Um, And we're introduced to George, who played Isaac Newton in a previous episode of The Golden Girls. Yes, yes. Which is funny, because in that episode where he played Sir Isaac Newton, he was a big old dum-dum, and in this episode, he's this genius doctor who's getting 
phone calls made to yeah. his house like every 10 seconds. People change, Carrie. Um, <laughs> and I mean, I understand that maybe it was more common for doctors to make house calls back then. It wasn't like as expensive. No, they still make house calls now. But it's so expensive it's not. to do that. It's not? No, I've, I've so? had, I, during chemo, I've had a number of house calls and it's not expensive. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's it's surprising. I mean, it's not a, it's not a regular thing that happens, yeah. but it's definitely something that you know, especially if you know a doctor or if it's like a pediatrician or something, like, you can, they do happen, especially yeah. in different neighborhoods, different, like even in Kirkwood, we had, I had a, um, uh, a doctor came to the house for some reason once, I forget. They, it happens. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. Do people also call doctors at home a lot? Is that a thing you think? I have. Well, now they usually call exchanges. What's um, that? But so you call into uh, a 24-hour exchange, sort of like someone manages, mans the phones, mm-hmm. and that way it funnels all the calls so the doctor only gets one person calling them. Yeah. It's usually a nurse practitioner that then calls the doctor and says, this is what the patient is saying. Do you want to talk to this patient? Gotcha. Call me out of line. Okay. And uh, yeah, so it's usually an exchange line. But okay. I mean, I can, I text my dentist. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Because <laughs> I have, because of chemo, I lost so many, so much teeth. Yeah. So I have all these fake teeth in my mouth. And if anything ever goes wrong, I have a really good relationship with my dentist. So I'm like, this feels weird. And I just text him. And, oh, that's great. Yeah. I've never had a relationship like that with my doctors. I also change doctors a lot. So. Yeah. Um, now you guys learned a lot about me. Yeah. <laughs> and I've learned a lot about doctors yeah. and what they do. Um, so our, our fir- the first of many characters that we unnecessarily meet um, is, okay, so Sir Isaac Newton wearing, as you said, high pants. Those very, pants, very high pants were so high. Now, I love high pants. I sometimes wish I could go back to the 50s and wear the suits that men wore in the 50s. I would have been... I would have fit in so well in the 50s, except mm-hmm. for the whole gay thing. Everything else, it would have fit in completely. <laughs> and he was wearing those kind of pants. They were ve- yeah, very high. Very high like pants. Like, above the belly button high. Yeah, oh, very, very high pants. And um, the first visitor that comes to the door is Chuck, who's Renee's brother. We only see him once. We do? No, no, we see him twice. Oh. No, once. No, you're right, we do see him he once. He leaves and he comes back, but in the same scene. Yeah. yeah. So, they... George opens the door and goes, hi, Chuck. And Chuck literally, I mean, again, it's so much exposition. It's just so much. He goes, hi, Chuck. And he goes, Chuck goes, I'm a multiple personality. How do you know which one I am? I can't. So he has. And I also don't find schizophrenia to be necessarily a topic for humor. Sorry, Susan. No, well, it's now, it's now, uh referred to as disassociative identity disorder, which was previously known as multiple personality disorder. Oh. Um, but it's, you're right. It's as if there, it's... It seems like a very, it seems on the level of like chronic fatigue syndrome of things like, why are we making fun of this? Well, no, the chronic fatigue syndrome thing, I think it was like, she legitimately went through this and she was like, I... I need to give one of these characters the experience because people need to be... There needs to be awareness about it, mm. right? This, to me, feels like they were like, okay, so uh, the neighbor Oliver, right? He's going to be kind of like a pervy, annoying ladies' man, right? Okay, cool. And then 
Chuck, the brother, right? Ooh, ooh, what if he's got, like, multiple personality disorder? But it's it's only... But they're doing it just for the humor. It's yeah. like, it'll be funny because it's like, you never know which one he's going to be, and it'll be wacky. And that was the... Yeah. You know, I don't know. Maybe they had plans to get into his mental illness a little bit more. A special episode. It was horrible. I hate it. It was very... <laughs> yeah, it was very surface. It was just very bizarre. And this, um, this person has... Zero purpose in uh, except that they get the, he gets the ladies out of the house. Yeah, because they has zero purpose. He has zero purpose. Again, I think they're just trying to introduce us to the characters for the that we're going to see for the for yeah. the show. But then, so he so Chuck comes in. But even then, no, I'm sorry. Even then, you have the anchor characters, you have the lead characters, sure. But you don't need to introduce every. No. Do you think in uh, when Fraser was introduced, they had to have you know. Niles and everything on Cheers? No. I mean, it's it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Like, you had Frasier, mm-hmm. and you had B.B. Uh, Neuer's character, um, his wife, who's mm-hmm. also a character on Cheers. And that's all you needed yeah. to have the spinoff. Yeah, yeah. Oh. But again, this isn't that typical kind of spinoff. Yeah. There is no... That's there true. is no familiar character. But then... So then Chuck... I, Chuck has... There's deeper shit going on. Because then he goes... I'm going to go upstairs and play with the dog. And I was like, oh, right, because later on, Harry Weston has that big dog, Rufus. Yeah. And I was like, oh, so it must be Dreyfus. Yeah. So I, I'm like, oh, they, they must also have a big dog. But then he runs up the stairs, and she goes, um, we don't, we don't have, or the, the, the George goes, don't you think it's weird cause, that we don't have a dog? And she's like, May, maybe he's a genius. You know, maybe, maybe he sees something that we just don't see with our own eyes. Yeah. And I'm like, no, the, He's going up to play with an imaginary dog. Yeah. That is unsettling. It's horrible. Can, I don't want to talk un- about this episode. unsettling. <laughs> and he's gone for a while. For a long while. Like, if we were to track him... And he comes back him, as Mr. Fix-It. If we were going to track him up to that room, is he literally just, like, throwing a tennis ball against a wall, mm-hmm. like, repeatedly? It's, yeah, it's Until upsetting. he changes. So, they sit down at the kitchen table to have their morning coffee, because yeah. it's 7 a.m. now. And she, the exact word she says, she says, we need to talk, we have problems. Yeah. Marital problems. And then he gets up to answer he gets a phone up to call. to fucking answer the phone! Yeah. Like, he's like, yeah, yeah, honey, okay. I'm like, what the fuck? I get that you're, but like, your wife was basically like... Yeah. We're in trouble. Yeah. And he's she like... She was next to, I'm leaving you. Exactly. Yeah. So that's when Rose and Sophia come by, again, right. because they have to, like, remo- like they have to be like, oh, we can't, we can't not well, have Well, they come the over because they think Mr. Fix-It is there, which is Chuck, who's upstairs playing with the imaginary dog. It's yes. one of his personalities. It's one of his personalities, is Mr. Fix-It. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and he comes back down. They're looking for him to fix the dishwasher, of yeah. course. Yeah. And again, it's so strange that they're always popping by. They're mm-hmm. never calling. They're yeah. that you know. Um, so yeah, he comes down and he's he's suddenly Mister Fix It. Yeah. Um, and he leaves. Sophia's having a hoot though with with his his problem. Oh yeah, what? It, she I mean, just keeps she she just keeps laughing jokes. at things that he when he changes characters and all. And she's like, it's better than vaudeville. It's actually really cute to watch. It, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It, it, she's adorable. but it's always cute to watch Sophia do anything. Yes, it's amazing. Yeah. Um, I, oh, I should say I was on a um, uh, I was on a commercial shoot the other day, and I uh, was in these series of spots, which I'll, I will post them if I once I find them. Um. But I, they dress. I was playing a crazy cat lady. Mm-hmm. They literally dressed me up just like Sophia. They put oh, you posted me, a picture of that. No, that was oh. my Peggy Olsen. We okay. did four spots, but they dressed me in this long brown dress yeah. with like 
brown opaque tights, Ooh. brown shoes, and this like crocheted vest yeah. that, or no, I'm sorry, a crocheted sweater almost that was like very, it just, it was so bizarre because I was a crazy, it was funny because I was a crazy cat lady, but I'm like, I look 25 yeah. and I'm dressed like Sophia Petrillo <laughs> to be a crazy cat lady. I mean, if you take half of Sophia's clothes and you bring them down to American Apparel, they would be like, you bought these here, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is true. But yeah. anyway, so I was very much, I felt like I was channeling Sophia. Um, so when they leave... Renee is- has this weird heart to heart with George about how, you know, she's she's lonely, she's just dumb as fuck and trying to get through this scene as fast she, as possible. I know. I can see it. You're going vacant in your eyes. I know you're checked out right now. I am so checked out, The only guys. reason, That's... the <laughs> only reason I know what happens is because I wrote it down. Because oh. I'm, I'm in the same boat. Guys, we've literally put out a spread of snacks we that we were so eating. We have so many snacks here. It's, I mean, I'm, okay. we couldn't I'm we not couldn't the type of it. person that will, if someone, if I have to engage in something, I will. It's just there's something about this episode that I just can't engage well, cause with. Well, because you're not, it's you don't so give bad. a shit about them. That's why. So, Renee Even goes... Even for you guys, I can't do it. She's telling him... I can't tell if you're... You look like you're legitimate. Oh, you do look like you're crying. Oh, no. I'm okay. just rubbing my eyes. Okay. <laughs> so, Renee goes... Um, she's talking about how she's lonely, and she goes, you know, I could go back to show business. And the show business <laughs> in Miami. And he goes... He goes, show business... You were the legs in a dancing cigarette box, like in one commercial. And she's like, I brought joy to people's lives. And he's like, you brought them cancer, which I thought was very funny. It's a good fun. It's a good He's line. a doctor. Yeah. But when she says, I can return to show business. No, but no, you can't. Like, she's done, she played a pair of legs in a commercial. She's not flow from progressive. She's not like, <laughs> I she's guess. She's not the Verizon guy. Yeah, she's like, yeah. Ugh, she's not like, I guess I could, um, you know, you, you know, I, I wanted to quit being flow, but I guess I could call them back and I know they're going to offer me a lot of money to sign a new contract. That's not, you can't just be like, yeah. oh, I guess I'm, like, like nobody was pounding on her door after do playing the legs in one cigarette ad. I think Flo is, Flo is, uh, she is, uh, I don't know if she came from UCB or maybe Groundlings or something, but Flo is like a, an improv, a funny, mm. funny woman. So I feel like I want Flo to like write a movie for herself mm. where she gets to like get out of Flo, you yeah. know? Um... Blah, 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 blah. Blah, 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 So we get to, it's like, what happens next? I don't even remember. So it sort of ends with, you know, she just says our marriage is in real trouble, and he answers another phone call. This is the point in the episode where you and I were talking about how the fast pace of a sitcom and the writing of the Golden Girls works when it's intertwined, when it's comedy, you know? But... This whole episode, <laughs> there are jokes in this episode, but the majority of the conversation is like, we're having marital problems. Yeah. It's dramatic, but it's, it's being conveyed in the same pacing as a funny sitcom yeah. where it's like, she's like, our marriage is in trouble. This and that, this and that. He gets up to pick up the phone. Oh, George. And it's all happening. I think on some level, like, maybe down. they were trying, I mean, and this is, I'm giving, this is a huge stretch for me to go here, guys, but I'm doing it. After All in the Family, there was a spinoff of um, All in the Family, a serious, a drama spinoff of Was all it in called the Stifle Yourself, Edith? <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was Archie. It was, uh, uh, it was Archie Bunker's 
it was about after Edith is dead, he he has to take care of this girl or something, and it was a drama. It was a real drama. I'm so not aware with of like, this. Yeah, look it up, and he won a bunch of Emmys. Is for it, it like Annie? No, I forget the name of it. I'll look it up while you while we keep talking. Right. But she, um, but I mean, so maybe in some level, Susan Harris was going for like a dramedy, an early eighties uh, pilot sort of dramedy thing. I don't I'd know. Say, I'd say yes, except they've got like the the brother with multiple personality disorder and yeah. Oliver, the crazy pervy next door neighbor. I you know. So then, uh, so later that night. Um, now we've got all the girls over. They're visiting Renee because George is off at work. And her daughter, Jenny, walks in. Mm-hmm. Literally, she walks in. She goes, hi, everybody. It's like very, like, who are you? The villain in an episode of Punky Brewster? She's just so flat. Hi, this every- girl. Hi, hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. Hated her. Oh, hey, mom. I left school. I'm sorry. I'm, I don't know. I'm My not boyfriend even one cheated to say on this. me. I, she's just she she wasn't attractive. She was she was like like is Jenny Lewis old enough at this point? No, she's not old enough at this point. No. I was like, why? Like they repurposed so many actors. Why not repurpose Jenny Lewis? She was so fucking good. Yeah, it was called Archie's Archie's Archie Bunker's place. Archie Bunker's place. Yeah, and it was the the further misadventures of Archie Bunker, now the owner of a local pub and his regulars. Oh. And it was a drama. Oh, it was like it was cheers. Drama e, drama d. It was comedy. Okay, interesting. I'm curious to see that. And Edith wasn't dead. I'm sorry. Okay. Oof, thank goodness. Wait, but where is she? <laughs> I don't know. Oh. Okay. So, Jenny walks in, and um, she is coming home from. She's been going to Columbia in yes. New York. Um, she went there to be with her boyfriend. It's very Felicity. But when she got there, he was, as she says, he was practically living with somebody else. Like, I, I don't know. For some reason, that t- that voice, that inflection, it always reminds me of Helen Hunt. I don't know why. But her, her boyfriend seeing somebody else. Helen Hunt would have been great at that point. Oh, Helen Hunt would have been so great. Um, <laughs> I thought it was strange... She, like, she doesn't call. She just, like, shows up, which I'm like, don't you think you'd call your parents? Especially if you are flying. Right? I mean, she flew from New York to Miami on a whim just to come home for the weekend without telling anybody. Yeah, that's very, very strange I never had the money to do that. And also, she comes home, and all they're talking about, first of all, Renee should be psyched because it's like, hey, problem solved. My daughter's back. No empty nest. I, you know, it... To me, it's so strange that they're talking about the whole reason, the whole reason that this is happening is because their daughter's gone away to college. Yeah. And she's like, guess what, everybody? I'm back. And she just shows up. And I'm oh like, we God. didn't need to meet her in this episode. We did not need to meet her. No. So she shows up. Mom is not at all upset that they've probably paid tuition. She only tuition. cares if she's pregnant or what? Pregnant or something else. Uh, who, I forget. Who, cares? who cares? I don't know. But I'm like, you said, like, Columbia, is, it's an expensive school. Yeah. It's incredibly expensive. And she, she just shows up and they're not like, uh, we paid tuition. You're getting your fucking ass back I on the plane. I have a feeling they're pretty wealthy because if he's such a great doctor, you know, he probably yeah. makes a ton of money. Um, so... She's, you know, so her boyfriend, blah, blah, blah. Who cares? Whatever, who cares? Um, there's a moment where Blanche gets all hot because they start talking about their first loves. It's a good moment. Blanche gets super hot. I don't remember anything she said. Well, yeah, I don't either, but basically <laughs> it goes, oh my God, men, 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 oh my God, I'm nibbling on this cookie to convey my sexiness of telling me, telling you the story about men, 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 men. She reaches her climax and then she just eats the t- entire cookie all at once. Yes, that's a great way to describe it. Yeah. Um, and then this is... The third fucking bizarre thing that Rose says in this episode, 
where Dorothy, I think it's Dorothy who says, you know, losing first loves, it's really hard. And Rose goes, I remember mine. And Sophia goes, it was probably a cow. And Rose goes, how did you know? <laughs> move on. I mean, they there's nothing you need for that. Move on. Of course she's going to have her first love her be a cow. first romantic interest. I don't think she was going in a sexual way. Okay. You know what I mean? Sure. Puppy love. She took puppy love literally. Yep. So <laughs> the girls leave. Girls leave. Leaving Renee alone with her boring It's the last daughter. time we'll see all of them together. It's the last time we'll see all of them together. Um, Renee says to her daughter, um, you know, you're going to go back to school. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with you. Get settled. Do they, like, call to book a ticket? No. Because no. they're leaving tomorrow. She's like, they're we're going to go back tomorrow. They have to be rich. Sure. Yeah, sure. So then the daughter's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go upstairs and make some phone calls. And she leaves. And then their neighbor, Oliver, walks in. But we don't know he's the neighbor. We don't know he's the neighbor. They never, I, I was listening, they never in this entire episode identify where he comes from. Yeah, yeah, I don't think they do. So this guy, Oliver, was played by David Leisure, who was the only actual actor to... Which makes sense, because he, out of all of them, he was funny. He was very funny. Yeah. <laughs> and so he's the he only... He had this whiny voice thing where he would be like... Oh, but why? It was like he was like a like a like a more annoying kind of chippier like droopy dog. Yeah, because he because he you know because droopy dog talks like this you know going down sir like that sort of he's like oh come on why? can you do an entire podcast talking Just like talking that? like that yeah. oh they would hate me they already hate me guys um, leave a comment on onlineeye <laughs> slash discus so so David Leisure so. In the the actual emptiness that they ended up making, his character's name was Charlie, but he was yeah. essentially the same. I think he was also a test pilot. He was a pilot. Um, he always came over and raided their fridge. Yeah, he, which my he always used was to do that flirting was with kid. the daughters. Yeah, and yeah. but he literally like he walks in. I'm paraphrasing here, but he kind of walks in and goes, "Hey guys, guess who I fucked?" Like yeah. that's where he starts. He starts off by telling them someone he banged. Yeah, and then the daughter ends up coming back, and he talks about like. Who cares? Yeah, who cares? Who cares? It doesn't matter. <laughs> and she's like, oh, no, Oliver, you're a test pilot. And he's like, you don't know we were blown in the cockpit. Be, be, be. And then he thinks he has skin cancer, and he wants George to check it, and it's liver spots, and blah, blah. Who the fuck cares? So... Renee's all... She, Renee's talking with George about why she was like, see what we just did there with our daughter? Because we were a team. We need to be a team again. I need you here before it's too late. And then she just fucking walks away again. And then she walks away. And then axe break. We come back. It's, and it's just George and it's Oliver. George and Oliver. It's six days later. Yeah. And we know that because George says, uh, Renee's been in New York for six days and she already has an agent who said she'd be perfect for commercials. Which really pisses me off because I've been in Los Angeles for three years and I don't have anything. <laughs> I like. I feel like, like, how does that happen? She's just like calling agencies going... You may have seen my legs in a cigarette commercial. I mean, what and they're do you like, do? you're perfect. You can't. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it was different in the '80s, but you can't just like. You it can't. wasn't different in the '80s. <laughs> okay, well then I don't know. Maybe she has a friend in show business that's like, I'm gonna set you up with a meeting with my actor. But like, you can't just get unsolicited meetings, or you can't find. So it's been six days, and at this point, George realizes. 
that he misses her. That he misses her. Whatever, he's getting what she said, that maybe she had a point, whatever, whatever. Oliver's going in the fridge. There's nothing in the fridge. He's like, oh, you need to get her back or I'm going to starve to death. Joke, joke, joke. joke Dorothy joke, comes boring, over. Boring, boring. But, and, they, and he says, the weird thing is, is he's like, now I know how Renee's feeling. This house feels so empty. I'm like, aren't you still working just as much as you were before? Yeah. You know? I don't know. But yeah, so Dorothy comes by. And she doesn't like Oliver. She doesn't like Oliver because, and he does, he does that. I love the way they, they do these jokes all the time in the Golden Girls where he goes like, um, like, what are, were you upset with me? And she goes, no, Oliver. I was actually really happy when you showed up at my New Year's Eve party and brought two disgusting women and threw up in, in our, bushes. threw up in our pool. Yeah. Yes, they don't have a pool. Yeah. Uh, and threw up in our pool. And he goes, that was six months ago. Yeah. Uh, bleh, bleh, bleh. Boring, boring, boring. Dorothy. Oh, Dorothy has come over just to ask George if he'll have dinner with them. That's yeah. it. She comes over and she goes, "Well, George, well, have dinner with okay. us." Okay. Now, I, my, me, I'm, I'm sure your family too has done this, where you have the friend that is suddenly single or suddenly left alone or suddenly, you know, whatever, and it's usually a man, and the wife is gone for whatever reason, and. So the the couple or the women, mm-hmm. you know, my mom would do it all the time too for like people in the church and stuff. Where if if a wife was gone, she would invite the husband over for dinner. And, and how would she do that? Call them on the phone. Yeah, or no, or she would go to their house. There was, I mean, yeah, it would knock, happen. Knock. Hey, you want to come over for dinner later? Cool. Bye. Yeah. Mm. Where did you grow up? Carver, Massachusetts. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe others didn't do it, but in, you know, my mom, I, yeah. No, I, we used our rotary telephone to invite people over. Um, I mean, we called, I'm sure, but I, my mom also stopped by. I know we stopped by unsolicited many times. So, do we? does he go over there for dinner? We no. don't know. We don't know. Oh, Probably no, no, not. no, he says no. Oh, okay, he says no. Okay, so now we're in New York. We're in a, I mean, Renee is staying at, like, uh, like the, the Ritz Chelsea or Hotel. Like, she is mm-hmm. at... The Waldorf Astoria in Midtown Manhattan. Mm-hmm. She is staying at the nicest fucking swankiest hotel. These places hotel. are... These people are loaded. Yeah, I'm like, why Why doesn't she just get a hobby? Why does she... I mean, no, it's fine. She wants to go into show business, great, but she doesn't need the money, I guess is what I'm saying. Um, so he knocks on the door. She opens it up. And there, this is a very sweet... It is a sweet it's scene. It's a sweet scene. This is probably my he's all favorite like, scene. He comes in. He's like, I love you. I need you. I thought... I missed you. Uh, yeah, I thought, what if I lose her? You know, uh, I want to be with her. So here I am. Like, doing this really, really sweet thing. And she says that she realizes maybe... She was going too fast. She was going too fast, trying to make that transition happen too quickly. Yeah. And he says, you know, I'm going to compromise. Uh, I'm going to make the office into a house. I'm going to move the practice there. Uh, which I'm like, he's going to be just as busy. But then well, he no, says... he's giving off some of his He's giving patients. away some of his patients to another doctor. Yeah. And he actually got that doctor to take all of his patients for the next three days. So they can have a second honeymoon so at back. But I'm like, oh, that poor doctor. Because that, now that doctor has all of his patients on top of his own. Oh, no. That becomes a spinoff called Nurses. <laughs> <laughs> so suddenly now that doctor is having like his wife's going to be suffering from emptiness because yeah. she's like you're taking on all of George's patients and it's he's a domino like, effect it is a domino effect um, so whatever they fuck for three days and no. then three days later <laughs> no, we no, see no. them in bed well no I yeah. think you think it's you think it's a couple days later that's what they said oh yeah oh okay they fucked maybe. for three 
Okay. Days. So we're talking like anal. But there's a reason. <laughs> Why? Okay. Well, yes, you're right. We don't care about these. I don't give a so fuck about these you people. Can say whatever you want. He could. They probably have rape scenarios in their in their sex sex life. Whoa. That's how much I don't care about these two people. Okay. Yeah, I know you don't care about them. So, but um, but before that, there is a really sweet moment where he's like. I'm gonna. I'm taking three days off so we can have a second honeymoon. And she reminds him we never actually had a first because you were working. And he goes, "How about I make it up to you right now?" And he kisses her, which was really sweet. And then they fuck for three days. And then they fuck for three days. Okay, great. Um, and then they're in bed together. And then three they're in days bed later, together in a weird position, snuggling. Yeah, their bodies are faced. And their snuggling. bodies are angled, not directly ahead, but they're because they gave up at the end of the episode, weird. realizing how bad it was. They yeah. were like, fuck it, let's just lay anywhere. They're like, lie however so you want to lie. They're talking about how much they love each other and uh-huh. boring shit. Now, and then the lights go out and there's like two minutes it feels like a fucking darkness on a sitcom. And then at the very end, she's like, Here. George, George, um, promise me one thing. And there's a long pause. Promise me you'll never die. That's the end of the episode. <laughs> Credits! <laughs> Susan! Susan! This was your cry for help. What? This was your cry for help. Promise Susan me you'll Harris. never die. Oh. That is so dark. So, here's... I don't even want, I don't even want to talk about it. Here's... <laughs> here's my big question. You have questions? Because so, I've erased it from my brain. Here's what I don't understand, right? They're setting up the, sh- the show Empty Nest is supposed to be about parents who are dealing with the empty... They have empty nest syndrome, yeah. sort of, but it's really more about their marriage, and it's just more about she's unhappy and she needs more time from him. And so the whole empty nest thing, it's not affecting him in any way. It's just affecting her. So Well, the- she's she's clearly the lead in the show, though. Yes. Like, she's she's the vehicle. She's, sure. It's for her. Rita but- Moreno. By the end of this episode, that problem's fixed. Yeah. He's like, great, I'll be home more. And she's like, promise me you'll never die. So what is this show going to be about now? What the now? fuck kind of promise is that? I, yeah, that's a little like, you know, he's a doctor, but, you know, come on. Like, that is so out of nowhere, and nor is it relevant to the entire story. Promise me you'll never leave me. Promise me you'll never, you'll never move to Texas. Promise me you'll never marry another woman. Okay, those are promises you can ask. To die? It's a weird, and then he doesn't respond. That's because Susan Harris's name flies on the screen. It's da da Your face. <laughs> um, but what would that show have been about? It would have been about, it would have been silence because everyone's dead. They would have committed suicide but, from bad plot. But no, but what I'm saying is like, okay, so let's say the show gets picked up and they're like, Empty Nest, it's this new show. We kind of showed you the pilot of the Golden Girls. I have a feeling that what would the, the show, have been the show about? would have been about Rita Moreno and her retired life with a very, you know, show business, show business, show girl, sort of like singing and dancing, dealing with the daughter that comes home occasionally, okay. the husband that's around, but he's always so busy, so what could she do? It would, it's, a, it's a Rita Moreno vehicle. vehicle. Okay. And I feel like that's what, because she was the only real name, everyone else was basically just famous or popular character actors, where she was like Not the, the daughter. Name. Not the daughter. The daughter... Is probably now she probably got pregnant right after the episode aired, um, and then her life just ended. Uh, but <laughs> I'm looking her up. Um, she got is, pregnant. See, no, she was in. Oh, she doesn't have many credits. 
She was she was girl swimmer in Baywatch. She was she on got her the, body back. Oh, she was a writer. <laughs> oh, she wrote an episode of the Drew Carey show. Oh yeah, just one. Oh, she's the older sister of Aaron Harnick, who is also an actor and also a writer for the Drew Carey show. Yeah, so okay. she punched up a joke. Oh, okay. Look at you. I'm just bored. I, I, I think, I think I understand. this episode was so bad that I, it brings out, like, that, you know, it brings out that, like, when you're hungry and, like, you just start oh, getting... Oh, you're you start, hangry. You're, yeah, you're, you start getting, like, hangry snippy. and snippy yeah. and stuff. That's what this episode does to me. Yeah. Yeah. It just... it It's so fucking ridiculous and pointless and, like, a... And, and in a weird way, too, it, it feels like, here's the Golden Girls, major success the second or third most popular show on television after mm-hmm. the Cosby show and maybe Cheers. Yeah. And huge, huge, huge show on television. All this money. Money is just coming in left and right. And I have a feeling NBC was like, Susan Harris, do whatever you want. Love you, Susan. Do whatever you want. Blah. And so Susan Harris probably was like, what about empty nest syndrome? Let's just make it sort of like the Golden Girls, but with like people with brown hair. And... That's sort of what she did, and it was just like, it just felt very lazy. It felt very, like, it just felt very lazy. Like, nobody actually cared about this. I I don't feel like it was laziness. I feel like it was, um... The writing was not bad. I it was be, not there, bad. There were moments that were very good sitcom joke uh-huh. moments. I, f- I just feel like it's incredibly hard to, you know, like we were saying at the beginning, it's incredibly hard to get people invested. Yeah. You know, especially like they're tuning in to watch the Golden Girls. Because the show, all, you know, if this would have been a pilot without, if you took away all of the Golden Girls, you took out the Golden Girls, this would not have been a strong pilot. This would have been a very weak, slow. There's nothing for it to be picked up on. You know what though? I I, I think that, I mean, some shows did have pilots especially back then, that weren't incredibly strong. And then the show kind of, it gets its footing and it kind of finds its voice. And also, pilots are incredibly hard to write because you, and I think this happened with Everybody Loves Raymond, Mm, where they wrote a pilot for Everybody Loves Raymond, and they were like, this feels too much like a pilot. Write the fourth episode, Mm -hmm. which I think is like Ray Forgets Deborah's Birthday or something, which I think ended up being the pilot. So I think a lot of times, pilots can be incredibly hard to write because you're introducing so much, but you don't want it to feel like that. And I think that the girls were literally introducing us to another family, which is what made that feel forced. And then... You know, there were so many characters, and then they kept bringing the girls in, and everything moved very quickly. And I, you know, I think if they had really taken a step back and and had taken the girls out of it and had, you know, they could have spent maybe, you know, I, I don't know, a little bit more time on. I would love the to talk to Rita Moreno about this episode. Yeah, I wonder if we could. Maybe. We could try. Maybe we could try. So yeah. yeah. So so anyway. Whew. Guys, that was it. That was empty. That was nests. annoying. But yeah. you know what? From that low point, we go to high points, which means we're starting season three very soon. Yes. The next week, we'll likely be starting season three. Oh my three. goodness, yeah. yeah. Season three, it's rolling up Oh my us. God, it's just happening. And it, this also marks um, our year mark. We're at our year mark yeah. of the podcast, Yay. which is so exciting. Happy anniversary. Oh, happy G-anniversary. I was trying to do golden... Happy go anniversary. Golden anniversary. 
Okay. Yeah. Um, and, I didn't get you and anything. With, I'm with, so sorry. Yeah, I didn't get you anything. Okay, no, great. you did. You brought over all this lovely food. Oh, and you gave me a phone. And I gave you a phone, so <laughs> we're good. Yeah, we did our year anniversary thing. Um, no, but we have so many big changes coming up during season three. All good things. And we're not going to tell you what they are, but they are huge. Yeah, um, we've got a lot of really good news that we will be announcing soon. And you know what would be great if for the beginning of season three, if you guys can right now go as to... As an anniversary gift. As an anniversary gift, go to our iTunes page and leave us a little review, maybe a little rating. We really need that and we would love that. And even if you have before, do it again. I mean, leave a review saying what you think of it now. And, uh, and if you do leave a review or if you do leave a rating, go to then our... Our contact page, outofthelanai.com slash contact, I think. Message us and um, give us your address so we can send you a card to thank you for leaving us a review. Yeah. Yeah, it would yeah. be really, really kind of great. Um, but we have so many great things coming up in Season 3. So many big announcements happening. So many new changes. It's just going to be amazing. It's going to be even goldenier than yeah. before. It's going to be so goldenier. It's going to be so goldenier. Yeah. And I guess... Um, we should say that the so the next episode that we'll be watching, or I guess season three, the first episode is old friends. Oh, just like us. Old. We're friends. old and we're friends. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. It, season three is going to be amazing. It's gonna it's gonna start off with such a big bang. It's gonna be awesome. And as always. Oh wait, that made to... it think like what. I said it's going to start off with a Big Bang. I don't want them to think we're switching to the Big Bang Theory. I just wanted to clear that up. I don't think anyone would, nor would I allow that to happen, because I hate that show. I thought I maybe oddly emphasized Big Bang. Nope. No. Great. We're fine. We're fine. No one thought that. Okay. Um, but what you can do is you can go to outonthelanai.com slash donate and give us a little love if you like what you're hearing, or if you're really excited for season three and you want us to start off on a large financial note. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, where are you going with that? I don't know. Uh, yeah, uh, all the money goes toward, you know, doing live shows, obviously keeping up with, um, you know, bandwidth and all that stuff um, for the Anything show for promotion, and our I website. Mean, um, just, yeah. yeah, all that good stuff. And what else? Oh, you guys can also check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash podcast and uh, be sure to go to outonthelanai.com slash discuss, D-I-S-Q-U-S, and look for this episode, Empty Nests, and leave us your comments. Let us know what you think about it. I mean, clearly, if somebody likes this episode... You're probably going to have to stop listening to this podcast. No, but if you if you <laughs> like the episode, tell, like, don't let us be the sort of, you know, a one-sided opinion. Like, let's get a debate going. Did any of you like the emptiness episode? And, and I'm so, probably only going to let Carrie respond to the ones that <laughs> people who like that because I'm not going to be able to respond and be be rational. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. so yeah, leave us your comments there. And uh, you can find me at CarrieDoherty.com or I am SquidEatSquid on Twitter and SquidZ on Instagram. And I'm H. Allen Scott on everything. Guys... Remember, stay, stay golden. golden. Don't ever let your kids move out of the house. And just like, don't like this episode. That was a headgum podcast.